Hi and welcome to the Travel Hero Podcast by ITB. Are you ready to reveal some superpowers of the great minds of the tourism industry? Here's your host, Nico Gutia. Our guest today, Verena Keimer. How are you? I'm very fine today, enjoying ITB so far. <laughs> that's good, that's good. You look happy. Yes, thank you. you I am are. happy and I'm excited to be here today and have our little chat. <laughs> <laughs> We do. We like to welcome you to the Travel Hero podcast. And you are one of those. You are a travel hero. Do you consider yourself as that? Actually, to be honest, I was flattered to be invited as a travel hero. I would say I'm more of a travel enthusiast and um, I've probably worked in this industry now for more than 20 years. So I really love it. But whether I'm a hero, I would leave that for others um, to decide. <laughs> <laughs> But you're successful. It's hard to, to say that about the I think that's always tough. I, I think especially for females, you know, it's really tough to go out then to say, yeah, I'm brilliant, I'm the woman. <laughs> so I think we're more reluctant to sort of say that. But um, let's say, I, I would say I'm pleased with the sort of progress I've made. I've enjoyed myself. I've always been really lucky in terms of the companies I've worked with, the colleagues. Um, that's always been really enjoyable. And I absolutely love the travel industry. And that's why I'd say I, I would consider that to be successful. Absolutely. Tell me, what was the day when you know it's going to be travel? Actually, um, already in school, right from the beginning, I was set on travel. I knew I wanted to work in marketing and travel. And I started out as um, at Frankfurt Airport Authorities, um, where I did my studies. Um, and I'm just fascinated because I think it's such a cool industry because it's quite volatile. So you're really, um, yeah, you're really dependent on what's happening in the market. Um, there's so many challenges. That's why there's never a dull moment. And that's what I like about It. What was the most challenging moment in your history of work? Most challenging, I think. Um, what personally I, I found tough was a time when I had to do like quite a, a big team restructure. Um, and we had to um, replace some team members. That I think was tough for me personally because I, I do enjoy developing people and seeing them grow rather than sort of taking drastic... Seeing them go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, seeing them go. So that for me was a personal challenge, just something I had to do um, that, yeah, I'm not keen on a repeat performance, I would say. But I think that's probably challenging for everyone, you know. Otherwise, I think challenges are there to be... Um, solved you know especially if you do them to, to, together with your team you started with a camper sharing uh, no I actually start that's where I was last before I joined uh, travel zoo I actually started out at Frankfurt Airport then British Airways I worked for EasyJet for a long time for holiday check and then camper sharing which so you was see a, you kept it a secret for me I kept it a secret, yeah, um, no worries. And, and camper sharing, that was Paul Kemper, a startup that was really interesting because it's a marketplace. And I'd never worked for a marketplace before, you know, where it's all about um, generating supply and demand. So let's say if you go into new markets, you've got to make sure the supply is ready before you have the big PR or marketing launch. And the companies I used to work for before was, were different. You always go in with a big bang. So that was really interesting. Um, to sort of understand the, the dynamics of marketplaces. Yeah. Strange, but interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I should think so. You are well known for projects get delivered on time and on budget and you wrote it yourself on LinkedIn. Oh yeah, I wrote it on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that's important you know like if you have a project like the ITB now for instance we have organized our stand for Travel Zoo that um, has obviously got to be ready um, for the big day we've managed that and it was within budget but that sort of apply um, applies to all of marketing campaigns that you run you try to be on time and budget are you better in big or in small budgets but I've had both um, I've, so. I've actually had both in, in, in the jobs I've been, I think, um, and I'm not sure which one is easier, you know. I think in, in a lot of CEOs, especially in the startups, they look for a solution that doesn't cost anything, yeah. you know, like everyone wants to do growth hacking, what's sort of growth marketing and do it like Airbnb all of a sudden have a hack and then you go really big. <sighs> um, so that I think it's the sort of challenging thing that not many people solve. Otherwise, you know, there'd be, um, yeah, there'd be no much challenges out there yeah so you're good in both I think I'm good in both I've had both maybe um, there's always pressure um, to deliver to reach your KPIs and I don't think it matters whether you only been given 10,000 or 10 million because at the end of the day you need to deliver um, <laughs> and it's maybe even harder for that startup you know for someone like Paul Kemper to give you 10,000 than it is for a big brand to give you obviously 10,000 you know they're more <laughs> more likely um, yeah to be able to write it off. Do you have to be tougher as a woman in this industry? Personally, and I've been thinking about that question, I think I've been lucky, but it's also because I've worked in markets, you know, like Germany, the UK and Switzerland, where I think we're really lucky. But yesterday we went because we're already very empowered as females and I don't feel that there's many obstacles or barriers. I just feel there's challenges that everyone faces, like we've discussed before. But yesterday we went for dinner with our global head of brand and she's based in Japan and she was telling us that there it's not accepted or expected of women to work so she ultimately comes from a totally different starting point you know and you're not allowed to get help in your household it's limited to I think something like three hours because they expect you to be at home so obviously if you then have to launch a career you're coming from a totally different starting point than I do here in Germany where ultimately we're quite enabled you know so that really shocked me and surprised me yesterday. So I learned it's something hard new. To believe, yeah. yeah, it's very hard to believe. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. More than 20 years of experience. What is your best advice for the next generation coming up right now? Best advice, I, I think you can always learn something from everyone, even if you talk to the um, you know, doorman in your company or the receptionist. So I think it's always, um, you got to be friendly, you got to be open and you've got to ask questions and I think, um, uh, and, and exchange with people also for a startup. You know, when you work at a startup and you have to make a thousand decisions, let's not make the same mistakes twice that already another startup has gone through. So it's very important, I think, to connect, to network and to discuss stuff and then you can really learn from that and I've always followed this advice you know that I can learn from everyone and I think that's something that's been to me at least helpful I appreciate that for me too it's always sometimes people not standing right in front of the topic are so much better with a good idea yeah. out of nowhere out of nowhere exactly and then you can just bounce it off yeah. and sometimes it's even really trivial stuff that you yeah. um, that you learn you know like I don't know and uh, just sort of like if you've had a meeting uh, one of the sales guys I used to work with oh, that was in the beginning of my career said he always does a quick follow-up you know one quick thing and then he work takes his time to deliver the rest of the agreed action points but so you get an immediate email after the meeting I thought that was a good advice but that's just something really small isn't it but yeah. impactful 
Absolutely. You're a head of marketing at Travel Z. Yes. What does this mean? We all know what a head of yeah. marketing really does, but I guess there are like 10,000 other things to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And I think also the title can be so misleading because they don't you don't tend to do the same thing at every company that you do that you work at. At Travel Zoo my job is really um, pretty much about motivating people that are interested in traveling to join our membership base so that we can inspire them with the um, email um, communications that we send out, notifying you of great deals, travel deals and entertainment deals so that you can get your bum off your sofa and and you can go out there never. and exp uh, never, yeah. As the serial couch would say, no, only joking. That you can get into um, into action and explore the world. So that's sort of our, um, yeah, our company purpose is really inspiring you to to explore the world. So my job is to acquire new members so that we grow and to retain existing ones. So to make sure we have content that's enticing, so that you come back, that you open our newsletter, and that you engage with us. How is your normal day? Struggled. Struggled. Yeah, struggled. <laughs> Sometimes it's Maybe a struggle, it but usually not always. So what is the yeah. plan of your day? A plan of the day. So I think it's a mixture of. Um, it's a good job at Travel Zoo because it's a mixture of um, working, doing strategic stuff as well as really being operational as well. And I like that. I like to do still hands-on marketing and not just sit in management meetings. But that's just me. Um, so yeah. So it's a mixture of having meetings, team meetings, um, updates, um, yeah, answering emails, sort of the usual, you know. And the sort of areas um, that I'm involved in is PR social media we do a lot of acquisition campaigns and performance marketing to attract new numbers so it's also looking at campaign performance analyzing optimizing making decisions so that's so it's it's quite a broad mix and that makes it uh, interesting when you leave work do you leave work that is sometimes challenging. Um, I would say probably no. Um, you know, all the companies um, I've worked with, I've been super passionate. And then I, I find it quite difficult not to think about the company when I go home. Um, so that was especially tough at Pau Kemper because um, I decided to purchase my own camper van to really understand the business of private <sighs> camper sharing. And there, and then with my partner together, the two of us, we just discussed this nonstop 24-7. And that then got to the point where it was just too much camper sharing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that point. <laughs> so you're happy at the moment? I'm happy, yes. Even though you work a lot? Yeah, I work a lot, but it's um, it's rewarding because it's a great team um, at Travel Zoo. Um, it's an interesting um, yeah company and product, and I have a lot of um, yeah sort of challenges. We're building the team, so I'm currently recruiting. So if you know any good social media managers, that should send them my way. So we're recruiting, building the team, setting um, processes and structures, and I love doing that. So it's been quite rewarding so far. What does travel look like in ten years from now? Yeah, that's a really good question because we've heard a lot about over-tourism. So I think it's really going to be um, important that all the companies that work with and travel from tour operators, destination as marketing boards, people like our company, find solutions how we can um, make existing destinations 
more interesting so that you don't just go to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower but you find out what else there is to explore um, that we are smarter in working with crowds so let's say you open up a venue at 8 so that you get previews in rather than at 9 so you manage queues that we find creative ways to sort of manage crowds look into new destinations um, look into alternative travel forms so I think it will continue to be really interesting because you've also got big markets you know from Asia who all want to explore Europe so what does let's say London and Paris do to cope with that yeah let's let's search for an example we took Stonehenge we have yeah. Stonehenge it's in a rural area yeah and there's just one thing one thing Stonehenge. there yeah everyone want to go there yeah what could be a good invention that not like 5,000 people in one moment are looking at the stones yeah yeah in a way it's probably then queue management isn't it that you sort of try to entice people to come at different times you know um like 1500 travel yeah <laughs> businesses i know it's, people there. it's very difficult um so that would be one thing you know to sort of try to extend the time that you can actually interact with it um oh, you can make a virtual reality virtual, i was just directly. about to say that thinking into digital ways you know but i suppose that's difficult if you really want to go there you know would you be happy nico if i said to you you can only really watch it on a big screen <laughs> two kilometers away i'm not allowing you to go near the premises i don't know but that i think is really um it's really challenging what you do there i think it's like we heard examples yesterday where it's easier you know if there's more than one thing to do you can try and um yeah. motivate someone to not just check out the temple but to go into culinary yeah. i don't know maybe they'll have to start a festival around there Ooh. so that you don't just go to look at them uh, i don't know <laughs> but that you come up with stuff that's surrounding yeah. whatever it is the attraction yeah, so I think it's going to yeah, stay very interesting in the industry and I think everyone really needs to collaborate because otherwise it's not going to work, you know, yeah. if you just, as one company, trying to solve this sort no of um, challenges of over-tourism. No chance for romance. Yeah, yeah, point. no chance for romance, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, who should listen to this talk of you? I would hope that it's interesting for people starting out, um, you know, in the uh, in the travel industry that I could sort of inspire them to, um, yeah, to embark a career. Um, and then hopefully that it's just interesting for people who want to get an insight what the day of a marketeer can look like, you know, <laughs> hmm. and just generally people interested in travel. Are there barriers for people they want to go in the travel industry? You mean general uh, barriers? Do you see anything like that? Barriers entering the industry. I think generally it's very important that you're good at languages. That's sort of a prerequisite, isn't it? Because it's an international business. So I would say more than in any other industry, you'd be, um, you need to be able to speak more than one language. Um, and I think you need to be um, open-minded, you know, interested in different um, cultures. So if you're not able to look beyond your own, what we say in Germany, plate, you know, if you're not, if you're not able to look across, let's say, ocean, then it's going to be, um, I think you're going to struggle. If you are full of, let's say, bias or prejudice, is nah. there not the right industry for you? <laughs> then, uh, then um, because it's all spives on the different cultures, doesn't it? And so many happy people in this industry. Yeah, so many happy. But, well, because I think it's, it's, um, 
it's something positive to promote, isn't it? Generally, yeah. um, of course, there can be challenges as well when there's like political crisis in some destinations, or like um, when I used to work at uh, at BA, we had a lot of challenges around all these different how do you call it, um, like SARS and the bird flu and what mm. have you, all these big yeah. diseases, you know, and all of a sudden uh, travelers don't want to go there, or you have acts of terror. So I think there's quite a lot of challenges the industry faces but um, apart from that it's like you said it's a happy it's a happy product you're promoting because people are going away on vacation they're hopefully having a good time they're coming back relaxed so that's why I enjoy it you know I cannot see myself promoting insurances for instance you know <laughs> but that's just well. me but um, or where you so that's why I think generally we don't tend to get a lot of negative um, feedback you know you've seen a lot of the world Which was the best place? The best place for me is Australia. I lived there when I was 16. I was an exchange student. Um, and that was one of the best years of my life. And I've recently been back. Um, and we did uh, a tour in the camper van. And we drove um, from all the way from Cairns south to um, Brisbane. And that was just awesome. For me, Australia, because the people are so friendly. They're really laid back. Um, and there's so much to see. You've just got this huge continent and there's so much variety. So that is my preferred destination. And I still want to explore Western Australia because I haven't been there. So, um, yeah. Ideally, another camper trip, but that's more hardcore because you then have to really go into the outback and you've got to be well prepared. Otherwise, it uh, you know you might not come back. <laughs> you can't see the sparkle in her eyes, but you yeah. can hear the love in her voice. <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to go. <laughs> Last question: Who's your personal superhero? My superhero, you know, who really impressed me was one of my uh, former bosses, the CEO uh -huh. at uh, EasyJet at the time, Carolyn McCall. She's now she's now left, but she's there for a long time and she was great in many ways and there's two things that I remember best one she was once asked um, what prevents her from sleeping at night and she said it's it's finding the right talent for EasyJet you know and and retaining that talent keeping them happy and I personally also from my job now as a head of marketing I think that's the most challenging you know how do you find the right talent how do you keep them happy so I thought that was a really good answer she gave and also at the time when she joined EasyJet um, um, was trying to get into the business market, attract more business travelers, but we were not um, punctual. We had like um, quite some operational challenges and she was really able to set the focus. She, f she figured out that is the biggest obstacle, um, preventing the airline from growing, cracking that market and she fixed it. So she had the sole focus on being punctual and all of a sudden we could do punctual and it was just amazing and I think that's sort of also good advice for everyone try to focus you know there's always a million interesting thesis, things you can do especially in marketing you go, oh let's do this let's do that <laughs> and at the end of the day you stretch yourself too thin and you really have to understand what is it that's going to make you get you know like five times ahead and not just double yeah that's so so she really she impressed sounds me. like a strong yeah angle. she's awesome and she knew everyone by name and we had like I don't know she really knew everyone and we wow. had in management close to um, 800 people at the time and that's also you know that I think is very important you want to feel appreciated as an employee and recognized and if your CEO knows you and says hi Nico how are you today it's totally different than if she goes like oh who is this guy you know yeah. what, what about you there? Oh, what about you there? the one with the glasses yeah, yeah the one with the glasses what, did, what does he do? 
do again. So yeah, so she really, I have to say, she really um, impressed me big time. And um, and she used to work uh, um, at the Guardian before she joined EasyJet. So she was not from the travel industry, but that also cool. shows that there's no barriers if you come from a different industry. I'm sure you're gonna be a strong idol too in some years. I wish you all the best and thanks for being here. Thank you. I enjoyed it. It was really great. Thanks for listening to the Travel Hero Podcast by ITB. If you like what you heard, make sure to check in soon again and subscribe to our channel to know when it's time to reveal another Travel Hero story. Uh, uh, uh.